Pete. It's a big episode. Pete. It's a big episode. Pete. Yes. Smangers is the best show ever. Unfortunately, um, as we're adding on to the different kind of catchphrases um, from pop culture and from these episodes, um, the only thing I want to add to it is the <laughs> but I can't do that from Dune. I, um, you know, they're like <laughs> you know what I'm talking come, about? Come again? <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Here, let me try it again. Um, which is kind of like them. It's like the Dune music, like when they're okay. In, when they're it's the Hans you know, Zimmer of it all. Yeah, you know, when they're doing like the Dunes, and it's like, right. oh, look at there's a Dune. Uh huh. Oh, look at the sand slugs coming for us, and it's like, oh, um, but I can't do it very well. Yeah, yeah, and that of course. It's just a funny joke Pete's making, and the score of Dune is great, and everything about Dune is great, including our little guy, uh, Oscar Isaac, who is a very good friend, namesake of this show. And of course, we love Dune, and we've watched it in theaters, and we keep watching it on HBO Max. And we're watching a lot. Have you we love seen it so much. our boy Oscar on um, SNL this past weekend? No. Yeah, they did. Um, so it was Jason Sudeikis, um, take it or leave it. <laughs> um, oh, my God. oh, it's fine. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Another white guy on SNL. Let's get our white guy in. Oscar. So Oscar's He's in. He's Guatemalan, I believe. Passes. Um, All right. Well. <laughs> listen, I, I'm, I am, I am a stand for Oscar. Okay. Jason Zanagas, take or leave it. Um, Some people like him. And he's on, he's hosting. Also and... from Star Wars, of course. Also from Star Wars, of course. Yes. Season uh, finale of Mandalor- the Mandalorian. A Mandalorian fan. Yep. Big, big fan of that scene. Yep. Yep. Due to my lukewarm slash negative feelings, apparently, towards Jason Sudeikis. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Jason Sudeikis is on SNL. And they did uh, "What's Up with That" sketch. Oh, and Oscar Isaac was one of the guests, and he was the the guest that was snubbed. And he did a really good job too, because when Oscar is ignored in real life, typically. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, when, yeah it's a nightmare. Because, like, in a party setting, right? Um, I mean, it's like no one's even ignoring you. Like, there's just other people here. We also have to say hello to. Yeah, and it's just like oh my life happens. Life has a way. Life finds a way of interrupting conversations here and there, right? So, like, that's not even. It's not that you're being rude. It's just that you're not just. You know, he's certainly. One might say that he's the sun in our solar system of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he for better and worse. He connected. He connected a lot of um a, a lot of people that I consider friends to this day. Um, sure. Diego, Pedro. Um, the list just goes on and on. Big George, yeah. Dave, yeah. and we do need to talk. Um, he was 
kind of upset on the phone last week that we haven't talked about uh, scenes from a marriage on the podcast. I told him that it was because we were doing like starting a new podcast where we cover scenes from a marriage, both the uh, Ingmar Bergman original and the new remake with himself and, and Jessica Chastain. Uh, and that that was, you know, TBD pending uh, various um, well, funds being juggled is... around from shell corporations. So we, and, that's going to come we, back to get us at some point. The other thing, too, is, you know, life is so layered because it wouldn't make sense for us to cover marriage when we're covering episode Visions. four of Visions, The Village Bride. So, yeah, but that was it was nice. It was, I mean, he's getting um, a lot of praise for Dune. That's great. Um, did you read Dune in high school? No, I read it a few years ago. Yeah. Um, Paul Atreides, his dad, Leto, Leto, awful name. <laughs> um, he he really like connected you to the character. He did a very good job in that. Because that's not like a yeah. Because he's so handsome. Because he's so handsome, and he he does a really really good job. I don't think they did as good of a job in describing how big of an impact Leto was having in that world. Because he said he's shaking up the status quo, and in in that movie, I honestly think they did a disservice to my boy. To our boy. But watch the movie. I think you're going to have a great time. You're probably not going to understand what's happening. But Oscar Isaac, he acts the crap out of this ep- out, of, out of this movie. He does a really great job. Sure. Um, I mean, you can see a little Poe Dameron in it, for sure. Not going to spoil stuff, but he has his Poe moment. His Poe moment, if you will. Would you say? I mean, you would be like, oh, Poe po would do this. I would say Poment, yeah. Yeah, he had a he had a Kodak moment, and it and it, it if he had not done Star Wars, that scene would make no sense because he wouldn't know where any of the things were for that Kodak moment that he did in Dune. So check it out. Um, at some point, we'll probably talk about marriage, um, but I can't imagine a worse time to talk about it than the Village Bride. So Josh. No, but I'm still bad at it. Um, you, let's make no. let's make this the best episode ever, okay? Best show ever. No, not just the best show, but the best episode. Yeah, I mean, same same thing. Because the one's that cool quote, but is that villain? Um, in the village bride, evil does die tonight. All right. Oh, uh, evil actually died last week. Um no, evil, evil dies tonight. Week. Evil yeah. dies tonight. Yeah, yeah. Or you could argue evil evil dies this weekend on Halloween. I don't know. Oh man! So last time we talked, your um, Kitty Corner neighbor had that Darth Vader um, blow up. Have you since? That was a few times we talked to go, Pete. Yeah, it's been up for a while. Okay, so. Um, for the listeners, have you decorated your house to respond to that? Have you had a conversation with your Star Wars neighbor? Nope. All right, great content, great content. 
<laughs> Thank you, Josh. Um, what's what's happening in the news this week? Well, Peter. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, not, some, I get, that's not my name. But there whatever. is some Star Wars news this week. Okay. Uh, usually we're not too much into like hearsay and stuff, but there's like fairly major news outlets reporting this, even though it hasn't been like confirmed. It doesn't seem like, but uh, they're saying that Mr. Hayden Christensen is going to be in this Ahsoka series. So you say, hmm, interesting. I, as you know, I stan Hayden Christensen. Um, so that that's very interesting. I see that there's an article from space.com who would have a vested interest in talking about Star Wars for sure. Because, you know, it's from space.com. Uh, what do you think about that, Josh? Well, I brought it up. What do you think about it? Well, I did the work. I found it. I found out about it. <laughs> I, I did the heavy lifting. I I moved all of my fingers over to write Google News Star Wars. Um, it's it's nice that they're bringing different people in. Hayden has the tough job of it. Really doesn't make any narrative sense to have him. Um. I don't know. I might argue it made less narrative sense not to have him in the sequels. Can you not interrupt me? Because it sounds like you had some stuff to say in terms of that. So Pete, I don't. Pete, mm, shut up. Mm, mm, that's. Not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this. Oh, Pete. All right. Quiet. Oh. Oh man. I don't know if you can talk to me that way. I'm a doctor now. Shut up. Uh, you know what? Fine. All right. Uh, Josh, what's your take? What's your take? I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I like it. So. Look, they retconned him in to Return of the Jedi. They're like, boom, Force Ghost. Boom. And then we see Luke. We get three movies. Nothing. Nothing but voiceover. Throwaway line. That. That makes no sense even. Bring Bounce Force like I did. Well, apparently you did it. You know, show up. He's a force ghost. Where are all these force ghosts? You got Yoda. Explain it. Explain it. So in my mind, Here's made less thing. sense that he wasn't there than it does that he would be in Ahsoka. So you think he's a force ghost. I actually what when, when you when you said Hayden, all right. My you mind meant Thomas which, Hayden Church, Sam. My my beautiful mind, all right, um, starts painting. I get a canvas. I grab my paints. I grab my voice actors. Obviously, watercolors and construction paper. I grab my watercolors. All right. I start hitting Adobe, and in my mindscape picture of this beautiful mind of what I envision, what I'm thinking is it's a it's a her vision of what Anakin would be today, but it doesn't make sense to me because this Ahsoka. Is why would that be post episode six? It's Ahsoka who's like, Where's Ezra? Because apparently we still care about that. And so, you know, is it? I'm thinking more it's like a vision of the past and what she pictures Anakin would kind of be like, and not so much a force ghost. Now, force ghost makes a lot more sense than what my mindscape uh conjured up, but. 
I am happy that he's getting some work. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, I think he's um, one of the great people that is great with the fans and is a person that I enjoy seeing when they're attached to projects. But um, like I don't what? know about you. What? Like uh, what other stuff? Projects. What other stuff has Hayden Christensen been in? Are you serious? Yeah, what other projects were you excited about? Of uh, things that he of things that he's been in? Yeah. How dare you? How how dare you curious. say that you don't like the other numerous projects he's been in? I'm just curious if you and, can name you know, one. He's been in some um big big projects. <laughs> and everybody, and... this is Pete's typing voice. No, it's not my typing voice. This is my um, upset at the audacity of you uh-huh. coming at me, uh-huh. and obviously the movie I'm thinking about is Jumper. Okay, uh, I'm a uh, big fan of Jumper, mm-hmm. and then the other ones. Um, you know what? Josh is editing this week, so maybe he'll curate the top three Hank Christensen episodes. If, Am I if, editing this week? Yeah, you're editing this week. Are you sure so, about that? 100. percent So I'm maybe like Josh description from last week. Hopefully maybe maybe. This. Maybe Josh will be kind enough to um, give the listeners some sweet, sweet takes. So, Josh? Yes? So, um, let's make this the best show ever. Yeah, yeah. So, this week we're covering um, Star Wars Visions. We're covering episode four, which is titled The Village Bride. Um, This is... There is no, like, you know... um, progression of story they're all individual stories so if you didn't watch or didn't listen to the last episode where we covered twins um that's completely fine we're just continuing our coverage so this is a um anime production by the studio kinema citrus which started in 2008 so again we've talked about this a couple of times of these certainly are big, big anime studios, but I'm not familiar with any of um, this specific studio's work. Had you, have, had you look at their previous projects, Josh? Oh, I don't watch any. I, I, yeah. I can't even pretend to, to have any familiarity with the studios. I know studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of code breaker, which is what, um, this studio is Pixar, known for. is that anime? Um, Pixar is not anime. Um, so we get into this. What about now, Marvel's What If? Now, this is a special episode because this is an episode with a great voice cast and a member of the voice cast is our a person that we've been standing, a person that we have acknowledged in their career not because of us we don't play any large any significant any significant role in this um is is what i'll say but friend of the show um a guy that you know can match up as swole as josh and i um and there's pictures to prove it um, Christopher Sean is in this episode, um, which was which was very cool. Yes. Now, now Pete, correct uh-huh. me if I'm wrong. It seemed to me, based on a previous conversation we had, that you did not know who he was in this episode. 
Mm, no, I definitely knew who he was. You sure about that? Yeah, I, there's a couple episodes where I didn't know who people were because I just, like, was not paying uh, a ton of attention. So, like, um, no, it was Henry Golding. It was Henry Golding, who also is very swole as well, but I still don't know who Henry Golding's character was mm. um, in Visions. And that's the one specifically that I was thinking about. But this is um, a cast that has a ton of um, Asia-Pacific um, actors in this episode. I think almost exclusively, but I could I could be wrong about that. Um, so we have Christopher Sean's in this. Nicole um, Sakura. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her at all. Yeah, um, I unfortunately wasn't familiar with with most of the voice cast. I did go through and and look through it, but I'm not. Oh, really? Okay. Not so by she, name, anyway. So she um she is a, she's relatively well known um because she was main cast on Superstore, which was like the big ABC um sitcom for like the last five six years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I the first listen through, I I didn't catch that until watching the episode. Um, Karen Fukuhara, which she played um, Katana in Suicide Squad. Ah, and she's also... Katana or Soul Eats the Souls of the Dead or whatever. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. got Rick and, Flag's back. And she's also um, in The Boys, that TV show on Amazon. Mm. And then um, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa, um, who is a person that has been in a ton of different movies, but kind of more as like a um a guest star in a lot of movies um you would recognize him um from those for sure so he was in the last samurai um he was in planet of the apes he was in 47 ronin so he is a person that if you looked if you looked at him you would definitely recognize some um different things that he's he's been specifically in mm-hmm. and we have Christopher Sean um and then uh, Matt Wood plays the battle droids. Of course. And then those are, I mean, it's a large cast, but those are, those are the top four people that are in this um, for sure. So it's a great, it's a great cast. You did the Japanese voice cast first, and then this was your first time listening to the English dub today. Is that correct, Josh? Yeah. Right before we started recording. Okay. So just right off the bat, before we even get into the storyline, how different was it? Like, could you distinctly hear Christopher Sean? And how how what how distinct was the experience from the Japanese cast to the English cast? Well, it's been a, a few weeks, so my memory of my initial viewing, which was sandwiched in amongst like marathoning the whole season, pretty much, is is not as fresh as it could be. Uh, and I mean, I went in knowing that Christopher Sean was in this episode. So I was, you know, listening uh, for him. I don't know if I'd have listened to or if I'd have watched the entire series in, in English first without paying attention to the cast of each episode. I don't know that I'd have pointed him out or not. I mean, he obviously did a, a fantastic job. And I am over here kind of like, well, I mean, could, you know, let's give, let's give, let's give this guy some more stuff. Um, but I, I thought he did good in the role he had. Um I mean, I think I think it helped that that I I thought that 
I, I enjoyed the, the voice acting in this episode. I mean, the, the Japanese voice acting in all the episodes is is pretty solid, I thought. Um, oh, for sure. And but I, I also feel this... like it's... A lot of times I feel like anime is written in through the voice of mm-hmm. a Japanese actor, and then it's the right. job of the English dub to... Sometimes the language is a little bit clunky. It always sounds a lot better in Japanese dialogue um, than English dialogue. Yeah, but I I mean, you know, last week we, I think, had some thoughts on the voice acting. Um, but I, I don't know, this week I, th- I thought it, it sounded a lot more, you know, it, it felt more organic, more fluid, more natural, whatever you want to call it. I thought all of the performances were good. Um, you know, the only thing that distracted me was how freaking loud the sister's earrings were. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. They really make a point of uh, having earring sound effects whenever she's talking. The earrings yeah. are like... It was definitely... You could believe that the characters had the connections that they did. So, you know, you have the Jedi who I believe goes by F. Yeah. Yeah, the credits give her the name of F. And then um vaughn is her friend that's helping her scout out the planet i believe who like is or is not a jedi i guess not he's not a jedi yeah he says he doesn't have because he knows her master or has some familiarity with her former master but Mm -hmm. he also is like oh i don't care about your code i've never pretended to care about your code i'm not gonna start now so yeah not a jedi also he has a gun he he has a gun though canonically there have been jedi with guns yeah for sure and this does fit into like a between episode two and four but it's not really set strongly in what's happening right because there's battle droids they mention the separatists but then they also mention the empire so i guess the only thing that really could um provide some context is her ship at the end because her ship at the end isn't uh, a Jedi headhunter, a Z ninety five headhunter looking thing. Yeah, but it's not like one from like episode two. That like right, Obi-Wan... but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a Jedi ship. I mean, we don't know. Because mm-hmm. it looked like more like a ship that the clones would um, fly. Mm. So, and that doesn't necessarily, you know, say anything too. We do get something a a, a small glimpse of a flashback of we see a red lightsaber at one point in this episode and then we see a battle and her fainting but a f fainting but we really don't know the context of it we just know that some event has happened that has led her away from the jedi order but still keeping the code of the jedi order yeah though it i don't know it also seems like She's got some other code going on of her own as well that is maybe related to the mask and stuff. I don't know. The mask and her braid go at the same time. So I'm wondering, like, is she just a Jedi or is she? I don't know. I don't know. Is I think well, the braid, the brain to me thinks that she's clearly a Padawan, right? Um, because you lose you when you become a Jedi Knight, you you lose the hair right but she clearly lost a master and then she Mm -hmm. doesn't have a master with her so it is like is she just kind of 
oh, I'm masterless. I'm going to wander for a while. I don't know. Because here's my deal with this episode was there's like two halves of a story, but they're like two halves of two different stories that they put together. And so I either wanted like less information or more information from both. And the one story was of this issue, Padawan who knows of F and whatever she's going through internally that she overcomes at the climax of this episode, when she removes her mask, cuts off her braid. And then the other is, it seems to be like about this planet that has that's that's denizens have like an environmental connection and there's sort of like a force through environmentalism and you know the sun goes up and down before we're here it'll go up and down after we're here and and an appreciation for the planet and i didn't feel like either of those things were were fully realized and so part of me wishes that it was like this same story but told you know and i love the aesthetic of this episode i thought aesthetically it was really cool but like narratively if it had been a little more stripped back like the duel of the first episode which had mm-hmm. very little exposition um like le- like less less or more i think would have helped this narratively because i did want to know more but then they didn't give me like enough more so like i said it, it just felt like we gave me half a story about an environmental connection to the force and you gave me half a story about f overcoming something and I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. You know, you can fill those in with your own, you know, imagination, which I talk about all the time. But for whatever reason, it I yeah, it felt well, like and, I missed a step. And F has this weird, like, quoting of like in the environment and stuff, as she's like walking in at the end of the episode to help yeah, them throwing a rock in a river and mare mm-hmm. in the wind and yeah, yeah. And to them, they're like, "This is just some weirdo that was at our wedding." in the background yep. and yeah now she's, she's Murray. now she's like reading fortune cookies and um is saving us and you know good for her for sure um but it wasn't it was kind of forced in it i loved the design of this episode like mm-hmm. that first scene where he's like wearing where um vaughn is wearing that helmet that makes no sense um and is like i don't know looking for signals or weather or something yeah it was lightsaber uh, umbrella yeah his lightsaber umbrella <laughs> um i thought looked really really cool um it's definitely i would i i think it's the mark of a good story of wanting to know more and wanting to get deeper with the characters even though you know we're not going to be able to because they're not going to extend um any of these specific stories but I, I can see where your criticisms come for sure. I just kind of wish that the scene at the end, you know, the climax, the climax of the episode featured more of F, you know, doing more Jedi things than just like holding a blaster once and then like turning her heels into turbo heels or something. Right. Um, which was, you know, a cool little inclusion and where she chopped off a hand. So that was, you know, a classic chopping off body parts. But that's pretty much it. Um, Yeah, and I mean, I think even that same minimalist climax could have worked if I was able 
to have more emotional stake in what was going on. Like, I guess I, I guess it's just like Jedi don't interfere where they're not mandated to interfere. So she's not interfering or something. But I mean, it's very clear that like something has been overcome in F internally that mm-hmm. she is doing this, but it never really lands. So like, it's like you're being dropped off at the climax of a story without you know you weren't there for any of the heightening really and you also don't know like so her master's from this planet or has been to had this a connection planet, to it had a connection but at what level right um you don't know anything about the master maybe that's just to kind of explain why she's here mm-hmm. but it, there's you know they leave a lot of things open that you can you know, you would hope that they would explain later on, but kind of just leave you frustrated in the moment. Yeah, but it looked great. I mean, I tell you, I'm watching some of these older James Bond movies, and they're so boring. They're so boring. But, like, some of them, of the older ones, like, the production design is fantastic. So I'm, like, bored out of my mind, but I'm just like, this boardroom looks incredible. I could look at this boardroom all day. It's fantastic. All day. All day. And so aesthetic, I found I'm a very shallow boy, I guess. And I just like aesthetics when I'm bored, at least. Um, Not that I was bored during this episode, but I am really realizing how important the style of something is to me uh, when when I'm not necessarily connecting with, with other facets of it, you know. So, you know, yeah, I was kind of you know felt frustrated like i said i felt like i was only getting two halves of a story like two separate stories but it looked great i really liked the aesthetic uh her her costume and her mask f's costume in particular when she takes the mask off reminded me a lot of like an outfit kira has in solo i don't remember when but at some point kira has like a pretty similar getup mm-hmm uh, and I remember thinking that when, when they showed parts of this in the trailer for Visions. And then also, you know, the rocket heels or whatever those are. Oh, and, I mean, it has two of the iconic scenes from the Visions trailer that you got ex- you excited. You know, the Vaughn, you know, where you thought Vaughn was a droid, basically, um, in that Visions trailer. And then her capturing the lightsaber, the sorry, the blaster bolt and then throwing it at like the big bad now if this is your wedding would you be upset with your sibling being like i'm not celebrating this this is a scam because i thought that was a little rude on her part if i were essentially being forcibly married off to protect my neighborhood i think i'd understand yeah but it's just like you know I don't know, like, you know, you got these traditions, and it's like, sis, you just need to calm down because you're not gonna, you're not gonna do anything. And turn the volume down on those earrings. It's like your earrings are too loud. So, and the more embarrassing, embarrassing thing, thing is you got caught by. Oh, most... that's why they made the earrings so loud to explain how she got caught because of the earrings. Yeah, because uh, those battle droids are had, at any point are they ever competent? Like this might be the most competent those battle droids 
ever were in any depiction of them in Star Wars. Could be. Now, speaking of this uh, scene with her catching the lightsaber ball that you mentioned from the trailer, remember the first time that happened in Force Awakens, like opening night Force Awakens, he catches that lightsaber bolt? Man, that was crazy. Wasn't that in the trailer? No. Okay. Well, him putting his hand up was in the trailer. Because I... So, you know, you and I have been going to movies um, more than more frequently than most, I would imagine. And I have heard that um, at the first time I listened to it, the Ikea joke for the Eternals trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked it the first time, but I've now yeah, listened to oh it boy. 30 yeah. times. I thought it was fine the first time. I was like, oh, yes, you do technically have to remind people that it's a Marvel movie and it. Therefore, we'll have like a funny part. But I was like, oh, that's your big funny part. You're in trouble. Like, it's fine. But if that's like your big funny part, oof. And then, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they play that trailer a lot. And for me, if I was going into this of like, you know, I need something cool to happen each time, I might be disappointed in The Village Bride because that moment was shown in every single trailer Mm -hmm. watching it. And granted, you know, no publicity for this show whatsoever. I probably yeah. only watched the trailer like 10 times. I mean, I have a freaking Star Wars podcast. I didn't even remember the release date. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I reminded you multiple times. Um, but that's something that could have, you know, um, lessened the impact of that specific ep- of that specific moment in the episode. Yeah, but anyway, when it happened opening night in Force Awakens, it was pretty awesome. And now it's like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that can I, It's so crazy to think that you and I watched that opening night together. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, and, right. um, you know, we the got The better there. part of 10 years ago. No. The better no. part of 10 years ago. Barely. No. The better part of 10 years. Almost six years, Pete. <laughs> no. We're yep. young. Okay. It's a good Palpatine impression you got going on there. Oh, um, no, no. Um, what, how's my Dune one? Oh, oh that, um, like most of yours. Yeah. Do you have a good impression? Do you have to have that qualifier at the end? You can just say, no, it's not good. You don't, do you then, have like an impression you did? Then you didn't have to say most. I mean, I have impressions, but. Um, like they're good, not like one, like a back pocket one. Like check this one out. I sure, I, I, like I certainly good. have a back pocket one for sure, mm-hmm. but it's off brand. Mm. Um, so I'm not gonna grab other different brands. And we already did the Eternals thing a little bit, so mm-hmm. I apologize for that. Uh, with that being said, um, what's our one next week? Ugh, this freaking long one. The freaking oh the ninth Jedi oh that's actually um not to like tell 60 you hours long not to not to, well you know what this is gonna be an interesting um next episode because that is my favorite one oh, the, man. Ninth, the ninth Jedi uh, um, I gotta watch it again because I haven't watched the dub yet yeah and this this is also one where this might be the one where the cast I wasn't super familiar with. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into, oh, wow. That's really embarrassing. I didn't know that person was in it. Okay. 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 Um, emails, poboys podcast at, at gmail.com and we will see you next week. Bye.